Nurse Deck, we give nurses a place to belong. Whether that's a platform to be heard or the breathing room to be accepted right where we are today, Nurse Deck is proud to be built by our collective nurse voice. Our Insider's Perspective interview series showcases the true diversity in nursing experience through individual storytelling. We will hear from professionals from all walks of nursing life, in academia, at the bedside, in the C-suites of administration, and at the forefront of nurse-led innovation. Nurses are strong, but we need each other more than ever. Our stories connect and unite us, and we're thrilled to bring you a new one each week. I'm Brianna Kinney-Orr, and this is Insider's Perspective of Nursing, the podcast. Hi, everyone. Brianna with another installment of our Insider Perspective interview series. We are proud to be built by nurses for nurses here at Nurse Deck, and we aim to provide a collaborative social space where nurses across all levels can come together, um, share their stories, and share any resources and guides, along with camaraderie, humor, work life, sanity, savers, <laughs> and the like. Um, today, we are joined by Dr. Tara Barr. Dr. Barr has spent most of her career as an academic nurse scientist, one who is internationally recognized in stroke and the immune system. Um, after suffering a PE in 2013, she left academia in 2015 to launch Valtteri Bio, as well as Deep Roots Healing, an LLC. And she has since spent the last five years as a nurse entrepreneur business coach. Um, mm -hmm. Dr. Barr is also an integrative nurse coach, a certified yoga instructor, holistic health advocate, and educator, and very impressive to myself, who I am also a mama for. Mm -hmm. She homeschools her four kids. <laughs> you officially mm -hmm. are my hero. Um, <laughs> you have one of the, the best quotes um, on your LinkedIn, which we will like, um, mm -hmm. we'll add for people to follow at the bottom. Um, about how you can take a turn. Um, you said, I have learned that sometimes what seems to be a detour in your mm -hmm. career can lead to your biggest success. And I know mm -hmm. for a lot of nurses watching and reading um, the transcript here, they're, they're crossroads in their career. So I love using that as a jumping off point and hearing more about your story. So welcome, thank you for doing this with us. Thank you. I am so excited to be here and I love what you all are doing at Nurse Grid. So any way I can support it um, and just, you know, share my story and inspire and encourage someone else. That's that's why I'm here. Awesome. Well, tell us, st let's start at the beginning. What got yeah. you start in nursing um, and what drives you now? Yeah, so um, I like to say that I was a nurse long before I actually knew I was a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've just always been fascinated by the body and how it worked and particularly the brain. I mean, just the, just, you know, how we think and how we act and just, just fascinated me. And um, I had a really awesome biology teacher who kind of shifted me to think about nursing. I was thinking about biology and, you know, he saw something in me I didn't see in myself. And he said, I think you would be a fantastic nurse. And so 
I remember thinking, that's interesting. I had no one in my mm. family that was a nurse. Um, and I started looking and sure enough, I mean, right, right then and there, I knew I'm like, wow, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. You know, I love yeah. people. I love to talk yeah. to people. Like that's really important for me is connection and conversation. And I was fascinated with just like how the body worked and physiology. And so combining the two of them yeah. is really what led me to nursing. And so I started my career really in neurotrauma. Mm -hmm. I love the fast pace and the complexity of it, you know, a very curious person. And so um, I was always asking questions and trying to figure out, you know, why is this happening? Why is this not happening? And mm -hmm. a mentor of mine said, you know, you're really, you've got this, this mindset for science and research. You should consider a PhD. Mm -hmm. um, I had planned on becoming a nurse practitioner, opening my own clinic and kind of doing that thing. But she kind of, you know, gently pushed me down this path that has been an amazing path for me, one that I yeah. never planned for myself. Um, and, you know, just over time, that path turned into another path. And I, I kind of followed opportunities as they came up and mm. I followed my interest. And um, I've had an amazing career in nursing. So... You know, I look at where I started and where I am now. I can't even believe that I've done half the things I've done. <laughs> I mean, it was never in plan. Yeah. I laugh and joke about that, but I'm like a serious planner. Um, but I've completely flipped that on its head because everything I have done was not in the plan. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just a word of encouragement for anyone who might be listening uh, to mm -hmm. recognize that sometimes the plan does change. And beautiful things can come out of a change in plan yeah. if you embrace that and you look for that silver lining and you know as long as you're always aligning who you are with what you do mm -hmm. and what you really feel called to do you're in the right place yes i love that mm -hmm. i really like what you said about following your curiosity because i think in nursing especially now the pace can get so fast and you're we get so task oriented mm -hmm. if we're, you know for a bedside nurse but I know a lot of nurses are questioning, you know, what else could maybe be out there for me? So I think a piece of advice for nurses is, is to follow your curiosity and see what, what excites you about your patients and what you learn, want to learn more about. Um, I love that. Um, Absolutely. And, and I'll just add to that now that you brought that up, um, you know, it's curiosity and it's also just being confident in yourself because often when we're in situations we tend to box ourselves in, you know, we tend to think this is what I can do yeah. as opposed to taking those blinders off and just kind of opening up to the possibility and things you never even imagined. You know, when mm -hmm. I started Veltari Bio, I mean, I never imagined I would start a company. I had, I actually almost said no to that because yeah. I, it was completely out of my wheelhouse and I'm so glad I said yes. So yeah. curiosity and confidence, just being confident in yourself and following following that intuitive feeling kind of yeah. that gut feeling that you have yeah i think we can all relate to our first day on the job where we just are <laughs> so out of our comfort zones but you see so many people zipping around that are doing what you want to do and you know you'll get there just being able to capture that feeling again and say like even though mm -hmm. i am a dialysis nurse i could also be this other kind of nurse too because i did it once before that's right. um, that's, that's awesome right. Tell us now, you do so many different things. You wear so many different hats. Um, what are you most passionate about? Uh, you know, for me, 
it's about inspiring and encouraging my fellow nurses. So um, I'm a deeply spiritual and intuitive person. And for many years, I kept that part of me out of my work. Um, particularly in academia, it was just kind of not as valued, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when I had my health scare, which I'll tell you a little bit more about, but that really helped me to just regain my perspective. And so what I chose to do with that is to then kind of put all of my personal and professional experience into this package And essentially what I had to do was to rebuild everything from a place of alignment, knowing who I am and what I'm really here to do and aligning with that every single day is how I got back on my feet. And so now I'm really passionate about helping others create this life of alignment for both their personal and their professional life and really, you know, create joy and peace from those spaces. So Most of what I do now is I work with nurses and clinicians who kind of have this inkling that there's something more out there. Um, They might not be using their skill skill set to the best of their ability, or maybe they feel like they're kind of stuck in their current role or they're questioning, you know, something new might might be out there. Um, So I help them to create this new path, whether it's a career shift or a new business, it's really creating this from a place of alignment. I love that. I, I've mm-hmm. written about too for nurses that like every nurse has this one thing about them that they bring so much to their, you know, and I really truly believe that. Um, so I yeah. love that you just said that just on a personal yeah. note. Um, yeah. You mentioned the health event that you went through. Can you talk a little bit more about that? It was a major, major, um, potentially life ending health event. Oh, yeah. So it was, it was very traumatic for me. Um, so I was 12 weeks pregnant and I was, I had three other children at home. Um, I was on the tenure track in academia. I was running ragged, you know, just running. And, um, I had a blood clot, a pulmonary embolism. And I, I mean, I woke up and, you know, I'm coughing up blood and I mean, just super traumatic. And then I went through this period of complication after complication. I had an MI. I started bleeding in my lungs. All the while, I had this little baby boy growing inside of me. Four weeks. (laughs) Yeah, right at the point where you're like, we made it. Right at the point. Exactly. And so, um, you know, when I look back on that experience, what happened was that the trauma nurse in me kind of came out and I went into survival mode. Like, it was just like, okay, we're going to, this is how we have to do this. You know, I didn't process anything. Mm-hmm. It was just like, let's get yeah. through this. Yeah. And then by the grace of God, I did deliver a beautiful baby boy that September. Wow. And he is now eight years old. I can't believe that. Wow. Um, but after that, I had to go through cardiac rehab because I couldn't walk on my steps without wow. getting out of breath. I mean, it was, I was told I had a very good friend in the emergency room, um, the ER physician who said, Tara, that first of all, your clot was huge and had it launched a centimeter to the left, your heart would not have been able to, to take it. And so he's like, you gotta, you gotta like figure out what you're going to do with your life. Like you were running yourself ragged, you know? And so I'm going through cardiac rehab and then it just hits me and you know, the fear, the panic, Mm -hmm. the depression, like just the, the whole experience 
hit me. Mm-hmm. And I went through about a year where I just tried to, you know, regain myself mm-hmm. physically, mentally, yeah. spiritually, emotionally. And when I came out of that, you know, I really, I recognized that the way I was working mm-hmm. was c- contributed to this event. Yeah. I was not taking care of myself. I was a nurse who had no idea how to take care of herself. Right. So that led me down this path of just completely transforming what I did and how I did it. And it took me about a year, a little over a year. And I, I did end up leaving the position I was in because mm-hmm. it was such an unhealthy environment. And I realized that everything I was doing on my end individually was great. But then when I went back into this environment, right. <laughs> it was like, oh, this is, you know, I can't fix this environment right oh, now. I yeah, fix right. Mm-hmm. And I've got to work on fixing me first before I can ever go back to an environment like that. So I left and, um, you know, I still have my moments where I'm reminded of that event, mm-hmm. even though I'm now, you know, so many years out, it's still, uh, it'll be 10 years, um, the 20 in, in 2023, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's still fear. There's still, but you know, the panic I can, I can experience all those emotions again. And it's a great reminder for me that life is really short. And, you know, if you're not doing what you feel that you are called to do and, you know, you're, you're burning yourself out and you're draining yourself out. It was a huge wake up call for me. And I now like to share this with others because I don't want people to get to that point that I was, right. you know, where I, it literally took me two years yeah. to get back on my feet, wow. and, you know, the whole domain. So um, I don't want that to happen to you or anyone, you know, it's like, right. I, I, this is like your wake up call. Um, yeah. Take a hard look at what you're doing. And if it's burning you out and, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, it might be time mm-hmm. to, to shift or change. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, incredible story and i'm sure it's i'm like on the edge of my seat like i mean obviously i know you survived but i'm just thinking like you have this small baby and when you said you couldn't even walk up a flight of stairs you know and you got all the hormones of oh and Uh, it was super intense super intense i was i i haven't i I guess i'm still in the process of writing my book (laughs) still still kind of traumatic for me to even write it but i did write I was a co-author in a book years ago where I did share that experience in more depth and detail. Mm. Um, and we could talk, the, we could talk the whole time about that, just what I learned and what I experienced and yeah. what I went through. Um, but it really was, it's, you know, you have these events in your life where you look back mm-hmm. and that's one of them for me where it's like, that yeah. was a crossroads. It yeah. was a serious crossroads for me. A serious, serious I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. More into vlogs than pods? You can also watch these interviews. Check out Nurse Stack on YouTube for video features of these amazing nurses and more content by and for nurses. Just search Nurse Stack on YouTube to find us and get watching. Talk to us a little bit about what it means to be an academic nurse scientist. I think people yeah. sometimes do these titles and they're like, that's pretty badass. Like, how do I, <laughs> how do I do that? You know, yeah. um, so how did you, like, what, is, what does it take to be that? And what, what does your day-to-day life look like when you were in that role, um, when you're primarily yeah. in that role? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, academic nurse scientist is all about asking questions, um, curiosity, you know, wanting to improve something, whether that's a condition or a treatment path or a program or whatever. Um, you know, my path to academic nurse scientist was an RN to PhD, like okay. a BSN to PhD program. Mm -hmm. And um, that was kind of an accelerated track. At the time, it was a newer thing when I went through it. Now it's, it's fairly common if, you know, academia is where you ultimately want to land. Mm -hmm. RN to PhD is a great option. Um, and as a scientist, I mean, you're you're a scientist, right? So you're you're asking questions, you're really digging in, you find an area that really fascinates you mm -hmm. and you study it and you study it and you study it and you identify where that gap is in that right. literature. And then your role as a nurse scientist is to try to fill that gap. So yeah. for me, when I was active in that role, I loved the intersection between the brain and the immune system. It fascinated mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to understand more about how the immune system could impact the brain, sure. particularly yeah. after a traumatic event, like a stroke or head injury. And so we did multiple studies, multiple trials, because there's still a lot that we don't know yeah, about the interaction between the brain and yeah. the immune system. So um, when I was, you know, really thinking about the path that I wanted to go down, I knew that it was going to be this combination between like psychosocial and like physiological kind mm -hmm. of this, this combination of how does the physiology, because remember, I'm like, love the body and how it works in the physiology. Mm -hmm. That's what brought me to nursing. Um, how does this physiology impact the psychology, the well-being, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, how this person is is right. in the world? And that's what all of my research was when mm -hmm. I was in academia. So, yeah. you know, I had grants, um, multiple grants at one point, large research teams, did a lot of teaching as an mm -hmm. academic nurse scientist. Um, and, you know, your job is really to, to create new science. That's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. That's very cool. It I don't think I heard of a direct connection between brain and immune system. Um, I mean, other than just what I would think about, you know, of course, with your stress and cortisol and yeah. all that. But, you know, there's so we hear so much now about the gut brain access and how like your yes. gut is your second brain. And so that's fascinating. Um, 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 yeah, it makes me curious to learn more about well, it. Well, you know, I'll tell you when I first started this work, and I'm not that old, but when I first started this work, it was in 2006. And, you know, the literature was really interesting and I was kind of going down this path. And I remember telling my, my mentor, my dissertation mentor, I want to study how the peripheral immune system impacts recovery from stroke. Yeah. And I remember him saying, all right, you're either really onto something here or you're absolutely crazy. Because at the time, the brain was considered an immune privileged organ. Yeah, right. it no longer is. Yeah. We know it's right, especially because of what you're learning. Yeah. So it's not the science is very young. We have so yeah. much. We're just at the cusp yeah. of this interaction between the brain and the immune system. And interestingly, we're seeing a lot of it in this post COVID syndrome. Right. A yeah. lot of it right I now. I think we're going to learn a lot more. Different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Incredible. So cool. Um, talk to us a little bit about Valtari Bio the companies you started and also Deep Roots Healing, um, the mission yeah. and what your purpose is there. Yeah, so Valtari, 
Our goal is to bring to market a point of care blood test that measures this immune response to stroke so that we can one, quantify that yes, somebody has had a stroke because believe it or not, we still aren't really gonna do in that. (laughs) And two, can this immune system pattern tell us a little bit about how this person is recovering or potentially could recover from that event? So um, everything we've done so far in Valtari has really confirmed that there are these really interesting patterns in the immune system Mm -hmm. that can tell us whether or not someone's had a stroke and how well they're going to recover from that. Because the immune system is so important in brain health. So our goal in Valtari is to do that. Um, Right before COVID hit, we landed a large pharma partner that I am so thankful for um, because now in the post-COVID world, a lot has changed for diagnostics. Um, If you're not doing COVID, I mean, the money has literally dried up. So (laughs) I praise God that we landed that partnership before COVID because, you know, it's, it's, been incredibly hard to raise money um, in in the diagnostic space, but we're doing it. You know, it's like, it's an up and down thing. (laughs) We could talk all day about that one too. (laughs) Um, So that's where we are in Veltari. Um, You know, when I started my role in Veltari was um, chief science officer. And I now still serve in chief science officer role. I'm also a board member, Um, but I have more of a little, more of a backseat role from the day-to-day stuff. We have a team that's really managing a lot of the day-to-day stuff. So I'm thankful for that um, and just hopeful that in this next year, we have some trials that are going on right now, that those trials, you know, everything looks good and we can just keep going. (laughs) So Valtari, you know, Valtari was kind of my passion project as a Mm -hmm. scientist. And when I decided to leave academia, I left to build Valtari. Um, you know, I remember having the conversation with my husband who, by the way, was very nervous about that. He's not really an entrepreneur. Um, we had small kids and remember yeah. I had this really serious life of it. Yeah, right. Um, and two years later, I'm like, I want to start a company and I want to leave my job. Yeah. And so, right. you know, I people t- asking me like, are you crazy? Are you okay? Right. Are you sure you're You know, things are so clear to me now. So. Um, yeah. you know, left, I just left my academic work altogether. It was, it was not easy to do that, but mm-hmm. I was leaving to build something I was really passionate about. And yeah. so it was, you know, it was definitely the right decision. Um, and then at about the same time that I built Valtari, I also built Deep Roots Healing. And for the first three years of Deep Roots Healing, it was for my healing. It was a website and it was a blog mm-hmm. and I shared my journey. I mean, I just shared what was on my heart. Um, And it was a great way for me to get some of these really big emotions out and to process them. And then I noticed that when I was out at conferences, I was telling people about the work I was doing in Valtari. But then I was also saying, you know, I had this really big event and this is how I've I've transformed my life. And so I noticed that I was getting some clients coming in asking Mm -hmm. for help and support. Right. And so Deep Roots really grew into what it is today, which is holistic health, healing. I do a lot of coaching, um, a lot of mentoring, a lot of um, kind of holistic health mm-hmm. guidance, herbal yeah. medicine, you know, all of this stuff that I got into personally. 
yeah. and how I really transformed my life, I now share with others. Yeah. And that's what Deepers has become. That's what is just standing out to me so much um, from what you said in the beginning about being in academia and having this side of yourself kind of poo-pooed and you just don't talk about it and you wonder if do other people mm-hmm. like privately us and we just all agree not to talk about it ever. Um, and then yes. having this platform <laughs> can say like, ta-da, <laughs> and having it attract people. Um, I just think that's so cool. And it's such a unique um, marriage of the two. Um, yeah. And I, I imagine that it's, yeah, very popular because I, I think a lot of people feel it. You just, yeah. you're one track or your other track and they often don't mix, so. That's right. That's right. I mean, we're, I mean, so many people right now are seeking, you know, they're, they're heart seeking. Mm -hmm. And we've been trying to find this, we're trying to like, you know, fill this void with things, right? And what Deep Roots is all about is, you know, for me, it's alignment with who I am spiritually and a close Mm -hmm. relationship with God. I really rediscovered my relationship with God. And I felt comfortable talking about it again because I had been for so long not allowed to even talk about it, you know. So when you have an event like that, okay, and, you know, for me, I I was able to get through a lot of that because of my relationship with God. Yeah. And I'm not allowed to talk about that in academia. How do I even talk about it? I mean, I can't even even talk about it. You know, it's like, okay, so why did you decide to start a company? Well, you know, I, I can't leave it out. It's just who yeah. I am now. So, um, right. and I guarantee there are a lot of folks that are listening that feel that way, you know, and you might be feeling stifled spiritually. Yeah. Um, and and that's definitely a sign that it's time to just, you know, follow that path, mm-hmm. rediscover that path, nurture that relationship. Yeah. And, you know, take one step in front of the other. Exactly. I think, I don't know if you've heard Brene Brown on any of her recent podcasts promoting her mm-hmm. new work. She's talking so much about language and we need words to describe what we're doing. How else are we mm-hmm. ever going to, you know, connect with one another? And mm-hmm. that's what your your story reminds me of is being able mm-hmm. to really name what you're feeling and what you're going through in order to yep. communicate with who you're working with. You know, it's, it's just it's great. great. Um, I saw a meme right before I came on here, um, and as a fellow yogi, I thought you'd get a kick out of it. It said, today's yoga pose is the downward spiral. <laughs> so oh, gosh. It's <laughs> pressing and funny. We'll, we'll stick with the funny side. <laughs> Haven't we all been there? <laughs> but if you um, can talk a little bit about your thoughts for current working conditions, and I'm not trying to put too much of a spin on it from that, but a lot of nurses are struggling and feeling like they're in a downward spiral in their careers. Um, Yeah. Think about, you know, how, what wellness plays into that role and and pull yourself up. Your community of real nurses is waiting for you. Join Nurse Social from Nurse Deck today to connect and network with nurses from all over. Ask questions and share advice. Only verified nurses and nursing students have access to member areas. So new nurses, veterans, mentors, and leaders are here to connect and support one another. Get rewards for participating in your community. Score social points as you engage with fellow nurses and redeem your credit to support a growing list of products and services created by other nurses. 
Follow topics that interest and affect you as a nurse. Your peers are creating topics and stocking them with an unlimited supply of advice and resources. And you can follow along to help build a better world for nurses everywhere. Head to social.nursestack.com to join in today. We'll see you there. Absolutely. So, you know, from my perspective and many of my clients and I talk about this, um, I see a lot of lip service to wellness, not a lot of real stuff happening. Um, And if your solution as an organization is to provide a yoga class or meditation or coaching Mm -hmm. where a nurse has to do that on her own time and has to find, you know, find time to go out and do this. That is not a solution in my Mm -hmm. opinion, you know, Mm -hmm. placing all of the burden on the nurse to take care of themselves is not a solution. Right. So organizationally there are just mammoth things that mm-hmm. need to happen. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I do have a client right now. We talk a lot about this because, you know, the role that he's in is as he's, he's really kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, mm-hmm. he's doing a lot of work personally on himself. Um, but then he goes back into this environment every day where they're understaffed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he's got a huge caseload. Patients are more critical Um, you know, the rest of the staff and faculty are also kind of burnt out. And so there's not a lot of camaraderie and support for one another. You know, it's an incredibly toxic environment. And yet he feels so connected to being a nurse that the thought of leaving Mm -hmm. is causing so much anxiety and strain. So it's like, you know, I'm not comfortable. I know this is not good for me. I know this Mm -hmm. environment is not good for me but I can't even begin to think of what I would do next because right. my identity is so wrapped up into this. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, my, my encouragement for anyone that might be, you know, this might be resonating is to really take a step back and redefine your identity outside of nursing, mm-hmm. better understand who you are, mm-hmm. who are you authentically in your core? What are your gifts? What are your mm-hmm. skills? What are you talented at? What mm-hmm. fills your soul? What do you enjoy mm-hmm. doing? And how could you be doing that? Yeah. And really just, you know, no judgment, no expectations. Ask yourself, okay, mm-hmm. what could I be doing and how could I be doing that? Um, I don't I I don't like to tell people to leave their jobs. That's never normally my my go-to. <laughs> Um, so you know i like to try to figure out okay how do we keep you where you are and and help you to flourish and thrive in your position but what i'm seeing unfortunately is that in so many situations in healthcare right now we are our hands are tied behind our back there is not much we can do to change the environment and so you know you got to ask yourself what's more important to you yeah is it your well-being is it your health or is it staying in this role that you know is not good for you, is very yeah. toxic? It doesn't mean if you leave, you can't come back, right? So I, I, I wish I had an answer, um, but I don't know what the path forward is for mm-hmm. healthcare right now, particularly, you know, staffing. And, you know, we have got to completely shift the model on its head. Mm-hmm. And what I like to remind my clients about is that healthcare is a business, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's a business. It is about making money, regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not, you know, yes, we want patient outcomes to be, to improve. Right. Yes. We want to take care of our clinicians, but the bottom line mm-hmm. is driven by money. Right. So money is not a bad thing, right? It's not a bad thing. However, right. That's what's driving these healthcare organizations. So if yeah. they're not making money, then there's a problem. They've got to yeah. they've got to figure out how to make money. So that's very out of alignment with why most people become a yeah, nurse. Right. Oh my god. Everything you're saying, I'm like <laughs> So, oh, you know, so your family, but the house you live in is for profit. And so you're it. right, it doesn't it doesn't connect. It yeah. does not connect. So what you value is not yeah ultimately what your organization values and mm-hmm. so that's where the disconnect is coming from yes. and you know so there's that that kind of at its at its base and then on a much higher level much higher level um in terms of a, our profession mm-hmm. we have really got to think about how nursing services can be reimbursed yeah we are a commodity we are not a resource or a line item in the budget. And that has to change if we want organizations to take our health and well-being seriously. And the way that we change that is by voicing our concerns, you know, standing up, Mm -hmm. um, being part of groups, you know, like your state coalition groups to change some of this. Because otherwise, I'm not so convinced Mm-hmm. that the environment's going to change yeah. until we are seen equal to physicians and others, exactly. not as a line item in the right. budget. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of nurses are, are coming to that reckoning um, as our mm-hmm. health institutions now with all the talk mm-hmm. of tapping travel nurse pay. And I think it's going to spark some really interesting and painful oh, yeah. um, dis- depending on what side you're on. Um, but I want to go back to something you said, which I never have thought about it this way. It's like a paradigm shift. And I'm trying to, yeah. I'm listening to you as you're talking, but I'm also like, God, that is just so, so simple. But what you said about how, and I think so many nurses can relate to this, um, yeah. putting the wellness on the nurse, as opposed to putting the burden of responsibility on the institute itself, because as we were mm-hmm. so used to that, like, oh, now you're going to be the one that documents this. If housekeeping can't come, you clean. We're gonna, we always just like take it on, you know, and That's wellness right. seems to be such a personal, you know, responsibility. But really, that I mean, it's genius to have the institution, you know, anyway, you, you hear what I'm saying. But yes, I, I just I love do. that you framed it that way and, and to like take something off our plate. But like, hey, this yoga class is going to be built into your 12 hours today. And here's your this portion is going to be covered and we're going to yeah. push you off the floor. I mean, a lot of that is like utopia hospital land. But amazing would that be is if, if we ever yeah. slide to like a less crisis point of this pandemic, <laughs> a way to build back nurses and to build right. back their trust into where they're working. That's right. I mean, yeah. this is this is huge. Okay, so this is yeah. this is where I I'm moving. Okay, um, because what what we've been doing at Ohio State. So for the last two years, I was entrepreneur in residence at Ohio State in the College of Nursing, and um, what the evidence suggests is that when we take care of our nurses and we take care of our people, right. they're more productive and they're yeah. more innovative. They're more creative. Right. 
so intuitive, right? Yeah. This makes perfect right. sense. Every nurse is going to be like, yep. well, right. If you're well, you're going to do a good job for going to sakes. You know, right. this is not like, this is not like brain surgery here. So, um, so the problem organizationally, however, is almost what you just said, you know, okay, that's like utopia hospital over here, but actually, no, it's not. It is, it's what we know works. If you look at like yeah. Google, right? You look at these systems outside right. of healthcare, ideation rates are higher in institutions where they take care of their people. Right. So, you know, people are more productive, they're more creative right. when their well-being is is taken care of and vice versa. Yeah. If you give people the opportunity to be innovative and create and think outside of the box, yeah. well-being and satisfaction rise. Right. So there is this bi-directional relationship between innovation yeah. and well-being yeah. that we aren't really thinking about using in healthcare. Yeah. So, right. um, so what I've been doing is I've created a fellowship program. It's called the Innovation for Wellbeing Fellowship Program. Very cool. I am now a consultant. I'm now, I left Ohio State to do this full time. I'm now contracting back with Ohio State to keep this fellowship okay. program going. Cool. But the idea is that, you know, it's an organizational shift mm -hmm. to create a culture that supports innovation and well-being. And then it's an individual shift that prioritizes well-being and innovation and yeah. being creative and curious. Right, right. Well, when those two things come together from an organizational standpoint and an individual standpoint, that's when things really begin to take off because you can't yeah. expect it if it's just coming from one right. side or the other. Right. And so in healthcare, you know, the hope is that someday this fellowship is seen as of value to a healthcare institution. Right. Um, we're creating the evidence. We have a paper that's about ready to go out. There's some more, you know, we're, we're launching another year of this. And, you know, the goal is really just to show that when we take time to support the development of innovation competence mm -hmm. and confidence. Yeah. And we also nurture well-being. Really awesome things happen. Yeah, and, I and love that's, it. That's the goal. That's where I'm oh. moving. That's where I'm taking all of my experience, personally and professionally, and putting it into oh, this work. It's so so awesome. Do um, a little bit. I this forever, but I'm going to move us along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit about. Um, a lot of nurses that are curious about other roles, um, a thing that comes up and I think it's on, you know, we see a lot of it on social media and you're like, you know, do you actually have any clients or is anybody actually becoming a, <laughs> a follower of yours and are, what value are they getting out of it? But the whole idea of the nurse coach or the health coach or the nurse yep. entrepreneur, um, which is a very umbrella term, but if you want to help others be better versions of themselves as you do, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. what tips do you have for nurses that are that are curious about that? Yeah, so nurse coaching, we are literally at the cusp of this, um, you know, just the beginning. So recently, we now have an exploratory code where we can be reimbursed. Um, it's not quite there yet, but this is yeah. a huge, this is a huge change because eventually, you know, if we want nursing services to be reimbursed, these are the kinds of things we need to do. Right. So we do have a CPT, um, experimental code. I forget what it's actually called, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but in the next few years, that will turn in with evidence that will turn into a reimbursable code. So then at that point, we will right. be able to reimburse yeah. for nurse coaching services, which is huge. Yeah. Um, we already are coaches as nurses. We don't realize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I like to say coaching is, is kind of what you think of when you when you see a coach on the ball field. Mm-hmm. The idea of a coach is to bring out the best mm-hmm. in another person. Mm-hmm. It's to help them see what they might not see in themselves. Right. They've got some blind spots. Right. It's to gently hold them accountable to their goals. Yeah. It's not to condole or, you know, to, it is to be that kind of gentle, supportive yeah. guide and mm-hmm. to take the journey hand in hand with your right. client. Um, I love coaching. It is so aligned with who I am. Yeah, I could um, tell you would be an amazing. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I talk about when I tell my clients, you got to find something that fills your soul. For me, it's sitting down, having a brainstorming session with someone, encouraging them. When I see these light bulbs go off and they say, I never thought about that before. Right, That's when right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, this yeah. Is, I'm in my element there. You know, it's yeah. like, yes, this is where, this is where I want you to start thinking. Uh, think transformatively. That's what I do as a coach. And so, um, you know, the question of, do I actually have clients? You know, it's hard to get clients. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to be completely honest. It is not an easy thing. And, right. you know, the biggest challenge I've had is just letting people know that I exist. Yeah. Right. Like uh, many people don't know that I even exist. And yeah. so I can't get clients if I'm not visible. Right. COVID has made it really hard because I was doing some travel. I live in a really small rural town, which does not help at all. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, even if I get out into my little small rural town, my population of interest is really small. My ideal client sure. here is really small. So, um, you know, my first recommendation is if you're considering, if you love the idea of coaching, Mm-hmm. Um, Integrative Nurse Coach Academy was where I went through my training and did my certification. They are amazing. So really think about certification, okay. credibility, and that reimbursement is why yeah. you want it. Um, and then secondly, to take a hard look of where are you in terms of geography and mm-hmm. niche? Okay. Mm-hmm. That means like, who do you want to serve? Yeah. Is there a market for that in your general like physical area, okay? If there isn't a market geography-wise, then you got to start getting really savvy on social media. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a LinkedIn account, start one now. Just Mm -hmm. start it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, LinkedIn is a conversation. That's all it is. It's Mm -hmm. about engagement. So if you want people to engage with you, you have to engage with them. It's a conversation. Um, It's about getting visible in order to get clients. And then the last part uh, that really... I, I, I've had a challenge with because I want to serve a lot of, a lot of people, but it's really important to get very specific and clear about mm-hmm. who your client is because you have to be able to talk directly to them. Sure. So you don't have to serve everyone. Mm-hmm. You are serving a very specific need and you, when you're able to clearly articulate that, mm-hmm that's when the light bulbs go off for people and yeah. there could be 10 people sitting in, in the room, but one of them mm-hmm. is like, she's my coach. I need yes. to talk to her. Right. That's what it's about. You don't want all yeah. 10 people in the room. You want right. that one person who's like, I am ready 
to do this. Like, right. I sign up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's my, that's my feedback. Um, You know, when I look at the really successful nurse coaches, Mm -hmm. they've done all those things really well. Um, And I, I would say like, I'm kind of in between there. I haven't quite figured out the social media thing, to be Mm -hmm. honest. (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, But, you know, geography wise, like I said, I live in a really small town, so I can't get out and do workshops, seminars. I'm not getting clients from my geography. I'm about an hour and a half from a large city. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it has its pros and cons. So most of what I do is completely online. So it's it's trying to rise above the noise, which can be really hard. Yeah. No, I think that's a good, and I think it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the conversation um, about really speaking and then the people that need to hear it will pop up and their ears will prick (laughs) up. They'll be like, wait, what did you just say? And those are your, um, which will best serve you also professionally. Um, So I love that full circle. Um, I have one, one final, one final question about community and at nurse deck, we're huge on community and providing a space that nurses can just come and don't have to give, you know, backstory before people get, Oh, I know why you're here. Like people just get it. We know what we're going through. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the importance of community, you know, in your own life or, you know, virtual or, or belly to belly um, and how it can help nurses going forward right now? Absolutely. Um, So we were designed to be in community with each other. That's who we are as human beings. So um, when we aren't, we can't really thrive. I mean, in order to thrive, there's something called the blue zone, blue zones. Um, It's a study that Mm -hmm. was done um, historically. If you're not familiar with it, it's really fascinating. You should check it out. Um, But it's the idea of longevity. You know, how are, how do we live to be old and healthy, not just Mm -hmm. old, And um, a primary theme is this idea of community and connection to one another. So um, our default, though, as humans, is when we're feeling really bad and yucky, Mm -hmm. we want to try to isolate ourselves. We want to try to disconnect. Um, I'm speaking from experience here. So, you know, (laughs) you're, you're. Your default isn't necessarily there to support you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's coming from this really primal primal place. Um, So particularly when you're feeling overwhelmed and you're stressed and you're burnout, connecting with others who are going through that experience is so important Mm -hmm. because when somebody understands because they've been there, Mm -hmm. then they can support you in ways that other people just can't who have Mm -hmm. never experienced that. So, um, you know, staying connected to people who've been there and, um, you know, in particularly in safe environments where you can share, share really how you're feeling yeah. without judgment and yeah. um, without shame or guilt, whatever that mm-hmm. might be. So uh, community is a really big thing. Whenever any of my clients that are going through my programs, we also have group calls every month. So anybody mm-hmm. who's a client of mine gets access to these group conversations. And what I find is of most value in these group conversations is that two people will meet for the first time and they start talking they've got a mutual interest and they're like, Hey, let's talk after this call. And then they start making a relationship outside of the group call. And that's really, it's really what it's all about because we, I really believe that we are here to bless others. And uh, sometimes in our suffering and our challenge, we are given certain experiences that we can then turn into blessings for others.
This has been a Nurse Tech production hosted by N.P. Jamie Smith and R.N. Brianna Kinney-Orr. This episode was produced and edited by Juan Paolo Toison and Julia Taliesin. Join us on social.nursetech.com to connect with podcast hosts and guests and experience a truly nurse-centered online community. Thank you for listening.